Hi everyone, welcome to the Never Enough Doesn't Apply podcast with me, your host, Hannah Melnick. I am a college student and elite athlete currently going through eating disorder recovery and I want to be open and authentic about my experiences with the hope of making listeners feel less alone. Episodes do not include descriptive details about behaviors, numbers, pro-diet culture talk, or pro-weight loss talk. I am no medical or mental health professional, but I do have a strong passion for increasing awareness around mental health. Thank you all for being here and listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. On today's episode, we are welcoming two guest speakers. They are two of my closest friends here in treatment. It is Amanda and Sophia. And we all met each other when we were in residential treatment down here in Miami. And it has just been so fun and amazing getting to know Miami with some of your closest friends, like going to the beach and things like that. But both Amanda and Sophia have very unique stories. And I thought it would be a really good idea to bring them on to this episode because we are saying goodbye to Sophia as she heads back to residential treatment. I know it's going to be really difficult for her, but we are really proud of her for making the initiative to go back to treatment. Sophia is just going to be very missed, and I want this episode out there so that she can one day listen to it and remember that she can get through the tough times. So, we are going to get started. So, I'd like to welcome Amanda and Sophia. So I figured we could start by having you both introduce yourselves a little bit. Anything that you kind of want to share about yourself? Hi, I'm Sophia. I developed my ED when I was around 11 years old when I almost lost my dad. I never sought out treatment until this past year when my behaviors got very bad due to a trauma. And now I'm actually heading back to res because I went down a little bit of a slippery slope in PHP. But I'm very blessed to have met Hannah and Amanda and have gone through this journey with them. Hi, I'm Amanda. I developed my eating disorder when I was around 12 after I had been bullied by some friends of mine. I struggled on and off with behaviors until this past year when I decided to finally get help. I entered a residential in June, and I was there for about five weeks when I stepped down, and I was doing great, and then I unfortunately had to come back three months later, Um, and now I've gone through the cycle again, and I'm in a PHP. So I wanted to ask you guys some questions that I figured would be really good for the listeners to have answered and some things that I've also been wondering. And I think my first thing that I would like to know your perspective on is what's it like being around others with an eating disorder? So, you know, we all live with each other. We all have eating disorders. It can be really difficult to be around others with an eating disorder in treatment, outside of treatment. You know, when you go back to college, it's you might be around people with an eating disorder in your sport. So when being around others with an ED, what is your number one downfall and how have you learned to cope with it? I think my number one downfall was just comparison with others from everything from the body to past experiences to behaviors. 
it was really hard when I first came to treatment and I felt like I wasn't sick enough compared to the other people. Um, but I've since learned that everybody's journey is different, just like everybody's eating disorder is different and everybody's body is different. Um, and though we can relate on many levels, none of us are going through the exact same thing. And that's really important to keep in mind. I think I agree with everything Amanda said. I also think for me, a lot of it was competition in a sense of who had the strongest ED, who had the better ED, who had more behaviors or was successful with behaviors, especially in high school. For me, that was very hard. And similar to Amanda, I really struggled with comparison and getting to treatment, I also learned that all our eating disorders are different. I was really nervous going into treatment because I'm very insecure in the body I'm in. And I was always afraid I also wasn't going to be seen as sick enough or seen as different. So I definitely learned kind of throughout this whole process that we are all different. I think for me, I struggled the most with comparison because I was just so deep in my ED that I didn't even realize how bad my ED was. And when I came to res, it was like, well, what if I observe other people doing a behavior? Am I gonna start doing that behavior? That was a really big fear of mine. And I come to realize in I say all the time with Sophie and Amanda, like, you can tell me anything you want to tell me about your eating disorder because your eating disorder is your eating disorder and my ED is my ED. And I think once you are able to wrap your head around that concept, you'll be able to really make those connections and withhold those connections throughout your time in treatment. I think the number one downfall for a lot of people in treatment is that they get so wrapped up in the comparison and the competition that they lose sight on who's around them. So with that being said, how do you think being around others with an ED has helped you in your journey? I think for me, it was the feeling of not being alone um, and feeling understood and heard for the first time, but also feeling like I could trust those around me with what I was sharing in groups and what I was speaking to my therapist about and just knowing that I had a support system there for me. Um, I think for me, the same thing. I think throughout my entire eating disorder, I thought I was the only one struggling with these thoughts and these feelings and then I come to treatment and I hear others share in group or just talk and I'm like okay did that come out of my brain or your brain so that was really helpful for me to just really feel like I wasn't alone in this um, and also I think the bonds that you create with other people with similar struggles with you are some of the closest bonds you'll ever create just because they get it which so many people just don't yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say, like, that it's almost like you can read someone's mind, like, oh, my God, how is this possible? And for me, what made my ED so detrimental to my mental health was that I felt so alone. Like, I would be sitting in my bedroom because no one else in my family could understand it, or my friends at the time just didn't understand what I was going through. And what I really learned in treatment is that the people that I met, they do understand it. They are the ones that are going through it with you that have also cried in their room. They just relate to you. And I think moving from that place of loneliness to feeling completely fulfilled by friends and relationships that you met through some exact same experiences, 
were just, I don't even have words to describe it. Like it, it's just this fulfilling feeling that you don't feel lonely in this fight anymore. Sometime during this podcast, I am going to talk a little bit about my family dynamics. However, I want to bring it up um, a bit now because both Amanda and Sophia have really interesting family dynamics and, you know, what it took for them to come to treatment. You know, Sophia, I'm very interested if you could explain a little bit about your family dynamics so that people can get a better understanding. I think for me, it was very hard to get my parents to allow me or understand that I needed to go to treatment. My parents don't really understand mental health. They tend to be kind of on the side where they're kind of against therapy or believe it's brainwashing and believe you could do anything on your own if you just put your mind to it and you just need to have willpower. But I think for me, what was very hard was when I did ask for support, I was told no and I had to constantly fight to get the support I needed. And I did end up eventually going to res, but even during my first month in res, it was a battle of okay you'll only be there for 30 days and then you need to leave so they still weren't really coming around to the fact that I needed the help they just thought it was a little blip and didn't know that my eating disorder was going on for a very long time too so I think they were also a little bit in denial as well so you say that you know telling your family that you needed to come to res was a struggle it took a lot of effort and probably a lot of time and courage on your end so what was the deciding factor that you were like, you know what, I'm going to tell my parents this right now? I think I was just in a really bad place mentally and I felt very stuck. And I just felt that past semester in college was a blur because my behaviors got so bad. And I just kind of came to the conclusion that I want to live a normal life and I want to have freedom with food and freedom with movement and that I really needed treatment because I couldn't stand living the way I was living anymore. What is some advice that you would share to others who could possibly relate to your experience of either having family members who don't understand mental health or, you know, parents or guardians that don't want you going to treatment? What would you share with them? I think for me, it was using my support system. So my therapist, my psychiatrist, and having them help kind of explain to my parents the need um, to get this level of care. But also, I think my parents started to see how I was mentally. And I think they kind of began to see the toll the eating disorder was taking on me once they were made aware of it. For people kind of going through the same thing, if they have a therapist or a psychiatrist, kind of maybe having a family session or bringing the parents in to speak with the therapist while you're in the room, it I know it could be scary, but it's really intimidating to stand up to your parents alone. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I know a lot of people probably struggle with their parents when it comes to treatment. I think eating disorder treatment can be very controversial because people don't understand why you can't just handle your behaviors on your own. Why do you need to go to a treatment facility in order to assist that help? So I think that's really good advice. There's something else I would like to discuss with you, Sophia, and I want to hear a little bit more about your ED. Um, For me, personally, as you guys know, I struggle with anorexia, um, but I've met plenty of people in treatment who struggle with other types of eating disorders, and, you know, as Amanda was saying prior, being able to relate to others with an ED 
that includes people with all types of EDs. Um, I have found that, you know, we all kind of share a common ground on so many different things. And it has been really interesting to gain a different perspective on an eating disorder that I do not have. So, Sophia, I would just like you to talk a little bit about, you know, your eating disorder, which eating disorder you have, and what it has been like balancing an ED in a society that is so pro-anorexia. So, I struggle with bulimia, and I think from especially during my high school years, since our society is so pro-anorexia, I really found myself feeling alone. And in high school, I was struggling and I felt like I was really different because of the behaviors I was using. Coming into treatment, I was terrified because I thought that I wasn't going to look like anyone else, that no one was going to know what I was going through. I was going to be the odd man out. And everyone's going to be like, she shouldn't be here because she has bulimia. Um, She doesn't have problems eating. And I think for me, once I did get to treatment, it was very relieving to hear a lot of other people um, open up about certain behaviors. And it made me feel as if I was not alone. I think in this day and age especially, it is very hard to have bulimia because... For me, at least, I also struggle with restriction and um, compulsive exercise, so I tend to always want to lean towards those, but for me, that comes with the price of also binging and purging, and that's not the glamorized part, so I think it's also very hard to be honest with yourself when you're going down a slippery slope. Yeah, I mean, I give you a lot of credit for being able to state those behaviors because I feel like in this society restriction is so normalized by intermittent fasting and by calorie counting and all this, but no one talks about binging and purging ever. And if they do, it's in secret. And I give you a lot of credit for being able to openly share a little bit about your story and your eating disorder. So Amanda, um, I know that you mentioned that you came back to treatment, um, and I think that there are probably people that can relate to that. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, what was it like to come back to treatment shortly after discharge? Did you feel like there was a lot of shame, a lot of fear? You know, what were those emotions that you were feeling? Yeah, so I really wasn't expecting to relapse when I left the treatment center, Um, I thought that I had done everything I could. I was going to be perfect and I was going to walk out of there with zero behaviors. Um, And while this did last for about a month, um, it's not sustainable to not allow yourself to make any mistakes. I think since I didn't do that, at the end it all came crashing down and I did have to go back up to the residential level of care. I felt so much shame coming back. I kind of didn't recognize myself. I thought that there was something wrong with me. Um, But I learned kind of with my second time that maybe though, even though I thought I put everything into recovery, there was still a part of me that was holding back. And so I think it's really important to recognize those things that you're still trying to hold on from your eating disorder and try to just let go. 
What do you think motivated you to come back to treatment? I think in treatment you learn a lot about kind of how your life can look without the eating disorder and I still wanted that. I think I found that I think relapse showed me how miserable I was with the eating disorder um, and I had already put in so much time and I just wanted to be rid of it for good. I think that it is really courageous of you to tell your parents that you wanted to come back to treatment the second time. Um, you know, I think for others that are struggling with that same thing, it can be inspiring to hear that someone else was able to do it as well. So what do you think you did differently the second time in treatment? I think the second time I really learned that it's not just about the food. When I came in the first time, I was like, okay, all I have to do is eat this food and manage my behaviors and I don't need to worry about the stuff that the feelings that are going on underneath and so the second time I really was able to be open with my team and also with myself about some of the emotions and the thoughts that I was having and how they were contributing to my eating disorder. You know and if you could tell yourself something back when you discharged from res the first time what would you say and Sophia you can answer this too. Um, I think for me, it's to be completely honest with my team, but also be willing to really feel my emotions. Um, because I think both times around, I did not let myself feel my emotions or kind of even, um, as I spoke about earlier, how I had bulimia, I kind of only focused on targeting how to stop the binging and purging, but I never really was willing or open to how to um, stop the restriction and overexercise. So I think just being open and having the willingness to get rid of my ED. I think I would just tell myself to just, I know you hear this a lot, but just to give myself grace. Um, I would tell myself that recovery really isn't perfect. It's not going to be perfect all of the time. Um, and to kind of learn that and deal with that. And do you guys have any advice for those that are either going back to treatment or have had to go back to treatment? Is there anything that you would advise them? I think to not see it as a failure, but the opportunity to kind of rebuild your foundation um, and maybe pick up a few things that you didn't learn the last time in order to move forward with your recovery. Mm -hmm. I think also asking for help can be so shameful, but to just remind yourself how courageous it really is that you are going out of your way to better your life and asking for help to do that. So I know we just talked to Edie for a very long time, and I figured we could end a episode on a happy note. So what are some things that you're grateful for that either treatment or the program gave you? I think for me, treatment gave me friends who really understand me and bonds that I don't think I can create anywhere else because basically the people you meet kind of understand what's going on in your brain. I also think for me, being in treatment was the first place I ever felt safe and I could trust others. So it was kind of 
eye-opening to realize that there can be people in my life I can trust and know will support me throughout whatever I'm going through. I'm gonna have to agree with Sophia. I think that the friends that treatment gave me are just the kind of friends that you can never make anywhere else. Um, I think also treatment really gave me a lot of hope. I think hope for the future that there is a life without an eating disorder and that it can be better than the one it will be better than the one that I was living before. So, you know, for me, I think the greatest thing that treatment gave me, as both of you guys said, was just the friends. It's more than just friends. It's the friends that were literally with you on your worst days. The worst days of your life, probably, they were there. And you weren't embarrassed, at least for me. I wasn't embarrassed to cry on their shoulders for people that I met three months ago. It wasn't that case. And I am grateful that treatment gave me the ability to see what life in recovery is like, because prior to coming to treatment, I couldn't see it for myself. And being in recovery is hard, but there are so many things that I've been able to do that um, I wasn't able to do prior to coming to treatment. As we conclude today's episode, um, are there any tips for those entering treatment for the first time that you would like to give? Um, I think, like I said earlier, allow yourself to make mistakes. Um, just be as honest with yourself as you can about those mistakes that you're making and also honest with your team and those around you because that's what's going to really kill the eating disorder. Yeah, I definitely agree with Amanda, and I think that it's also important to be willing and open to trusting your team and knowing that they have your best interests at heart and that they basically are professionals and they know what they're doing. I think that's just something that going in my first time, I wasn't fully there on the trust. So I think going in, having the willingness to trust your team is important. I would like to thank both of you guys for joining me on this podcast. For those listening, Amanda and Sophia have been a huge part of my life for the past six months now, and I honestly could not have gotten through a single day without them. I think that they have definitely changed my life, and I am so thankful that they were able to be on this episode. And I just want to thank you all for listening and supporting this podcast. Both Amanda and Sophia have really interesting, amazing stories, and you should go follow them on Instagram. I'll put their Instagram handles in the description box below, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Wait, what did you say? I'm going to be famous. <laughs> You're a real podcaster. Yeah, this was so fun. I'm so glad. I, I don't think I could ever do this again. No, it's so like, fun. It is fun, but I am I need to work on my collecting my thoughts. I think I need a public speaking class. <laughs> <laughs>